So when uh, last Sunday morning, I got to preach through a translator there in the, in the church. And like everyone said, there's a word that translates into almost every language in the world. Transliterates. They say it's exactly the same as we do. And that word is hallelujah. So anytime you, if things got a little stale, you just have to say hallelujah. And the whole church would respond hallelujah. So let's try it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah. <laughs> well, you, you, we'll work on that, okay? Uh, that was that was that was pretty good, and uh, so it was it was a joy to get to do that and to share. And I preached a couple of times with translation. It's hard for me not to look at the translator, because you know I feel like I'm talking to him and he's talking to them. But that's you know you have to ignore that person and just talk. But someone said and I won't say who it was. Uh, only their initial was Colin. Uh, that it was the best sermon I ever preached. Right. So I said, well, maybe if I get a translator, we'll try it again next week and and we'll see. But that's not the sermon I have for today, because today we begin a new series all about love. Love is not uh, a warm, fuzzy feeling, or it's not just a warm feeling. Um, Love is not a romantic attraction, or at least it's not just a romantic attraction. Um, Love is a verb. Love is an action. Love is caring so much about somebody else that you will do what's best for them no matter what it costs you. Love is caring so much about another person that you will do what's best for them no matter what it costs you. And so um, being love, acting love, doing love is a huge challenge. It sounds a lot easier than it is. And in the scriptures, we have a lot of teaching, especially in the New Testament, about the fact that love is the essence of the Christian message. True love, love in that deep and challenging, courageous sense. And one of the places that we see it best is in Paul's letter to his friends at Corinth, the first one, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, which is commonly called the love chapter, right? And it's a little ironic that it's so connected with romantic love for most people. It's often read at a wedding. It was read at our wedding. Um, from From the most contemporary translation at the time, which was J.B. Phillips. I don't know if any of you have ever read that, but it's very fresh wording, much like the message is now. And so if you want to take a, a scripture passage that you're really familiar with, maybe overly familiar with, and read it again for the first time, you find a slightly different translation. Well, today we're going to look at 1 Corinthians chapter 13 from the New Living Translation, and we're going to read parts of it together. If I could speak all the languages of earth and of angels, but didn't love others, I would only be what? Or, if I had the gift of prophecy, and if I understood all of God's secret plans, and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains, but didn't what? Let's do that again. But didn't, I would be, if I gave everything I have to the poor, and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't, 
I would have gained nothing. Nothing. That's a powerful word. I mean, it doesn't say I would have gained a little bit. He says I would have gained nothing. Nada. Yet. Zero. Zilch. I don't know how many languages or ways to say it, but hey, it's nothing. Nothing. Without love, it's all nothing. Now look at that. If I, if I had a spiritual gift of language, if I learned all the languages on earth, I think it would be pretty impressive. Uh, there was a student there that the, the young people were talking about in Haiti. Uh, grade 9, speaks five languages. We were all like, whoa. No. If I could speak all the languages of the earth and of angels but didn't love, love is more important, more impressive than all of that, right? If I had the gift of prophecy, understood these mysteries of God, we'd all be like, wow. Are you kidding me? You understand the mysteries of God? No. No, if you don't love, I'm not impressed. All that's nothing. If I gave everything away, I gave my own life away, but I didn't do it out of love. If I just did it out of maybe duty or to impress you, it would be nothing. This is, this is love on a whole different level. Let's keep going. Would you read this section out loud with me? Love is patient and love is not or, or, or. It does not demand its own way. It is not, and it keeps of being wronged. It does not about injustice, but rejoices whenever the love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. Now, this is... This is a courageous, patient, kind, selfless, consistent, persistent quality. It's got teeth to it. There's steel in the spine of this kind of love, right? Let's keep going. Prophecy and speaking in unknown languages and special knowledge will become useless. But love will last forever. Now our knowledge is partial and incomplete. And even the gift of prophecy reveals only part of the whole picture. But when the time of perfection comes, these partial things will become useless. Let's keep going. When I was a child, I spoke and thought and reasoned as a child. But when I grew up, I put away childish things. Now we see things imperfectly, like puzzling reflections in a mirror, but then we will see everything with perfect clarity. All that I know now is partial and incomplete, but then I will know everything completely, just as God now knows me completely. So, some of the things we think are really big and important are only temporary, and only partial. Love, however, is not temporary and is not partial. It's in a whole other category. Let's keep going. Let's read this out loud. Three things will last forever. Faith, hope, and love. And the of these, 
The greatest of these is love. Look how he pulls it all together. Three things will last forever. Remember a previous paragraph, he said they're temporary. All these other things are temporary, but these things last forever, and the greatest of these is love. So this love is exceptional, extraordinary. Somehow it's bigger than human emotion. It comes from a place beyond us. It comes from the heart of God. And throughout the New Testament, we see the teaching that Jesus Christ is God's love in human form, expressed to us, shared with all of us. John decides that there have been three other stories of the life of Christ that have been written. There's one by Matthew, written to convince the Jewish people that Jesus was Messiah because he fills so many Old Testament prophecies. You read the book of Matthew, you will see Jesus is the Christ, Jesus is Messiah. Just as it was said, now it's fulfilled. Mark, Mark, he wrote the first gospel. It's the shortest. It's the fastest. It gets right to the heart of the matter. Mark is trying to just kind of get us to the cross and get us to the resurrection, the ultimate work of Jesus. Luke, Luke, on the other hand, he writes his a little differently. It's a more historical, orderly record, and he pays particularly particular attention to women and children and foreigners, and you get a different flavor. But John says there's one more picture. One more picture of Jesus that needs to be written. And so he begins his story and he says, in the beginning was the Word. Now this is brilliant because he's mimicking Genesis chapter 1. He's saying, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Remember Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. Now he says, John chapter 1 verse 1, in the beginning was the Word. Logos. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And his listeners are going, oh, how cool. Logos, uh, wisdom, knowledge. It, it's the Word that's part of all of our course of study. You know, biology, theology, sociology, the study of life, the study of God, the study of people. It's the intellectual understanding of the great mysteries of the universe. And John is saying, the Word, the Logos, was with God. And everyone is like, oh, how cool is that? And then he says, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And that just... And that just rocks their world. I wish it could rock our world like it rocked their world. I mean, we're so used to it, right? They're like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? The mysteries of the universe, the, this wisdom of God, now is one of us. He puts skin on and he lives here with us. You know, I heard recently about a little girl who was terrified at night, couldn't sleep and having bad dreams. Our... Um, Second youngest grandchild is three years old and he's having night terrors from time to time. Our daughter's, you know, trying to figure out how to help him through it. Little kids go through that stage, right? And so this little girl's screaming, crying. The mom comes in and she's trying to settle her down and she kind of gets her settled down. And 
she goes to leave the room and and the little girl's like don't leave mommy don't leave and she says well it's okay you're not alone but I feel alone she said no but God is with you and she says yeah but I need somebody with skin on right I need somebody with skin on that's who Jesus is God with skin on right and there's times we need love with skin on that gets it that knows it and look oh wow oh look at Jesus in Jesus God puts skin on in Jesus God gets a cold God skins his knees God makes a bench or a desk or whatever Jesus made in that carpenter shop, you know? In in Jesus, God enters into our world and becomes one of us. And there's no more just sort of lofty theory and big ideas. It's real world stuff. It's touching people no one else will touch. Loving people no one else will love. So about 20 of us head off to Haiti. We go to a very different place, put up with some rather uncomfortable circumstances, and we get thrown into stuff that we've never had to do before. And it's all a little more than we can quite comprehend, but God is there, and we do the best we can. And we feel like He helps us. We feel like we make a difference. And some kid that maybe hasn't ever been loved by an adult just Believes it, you know, believes that they they matter. And now we come home. And we're here with all of us. And there's a kid down the block and someone in our family and in our neighborhood who needs love with skin on. And that's our calling. You know, wouldn't wouldn't it be awesome if after five weeks of learning about the love of God with skin on it, if our church were, you know, just incredibly loving. We didn't maybe know a whole lot more. We, we, we weren't um, all that different, except we learned to love more consistently. Right? 25 years ago, a guy wrote a book trying to help people figure out how to love. And he learned from his psychiatry practice and his background in education that there are ways to communicate love that connect with people and disconnect with people. That everybody gives and receives loves and love in slightly different ways. He called them the five love languages. You probably read it, right? Or heard of it? You know, touch, uh, gifts, service, time, words, uh, yeah, there, there, there it is, there it is. You know, today we're talking about actions, next week we'll talk about words, next week, the following week about gifts, Mother's Day about touch and time, is that a good thing to talk about on Mother's Day? All right, I, I think so, I think it's a plan, I think it's a plan, and then finally about serving and you know, in just a little while, we're going to go do another Serve Our City Sunday. But here's what I want to say. I want God to teach me to love more consistently and 
more effectively so that what I think I'm projecting, what the message I intend to send is the message that others receive. And so to be clear on that, I need to be clear about what my natural languages are to express love and also what yours are to receive love. And marriages have been saved. Families have been helped when they learn how to give and receive love in ways that others get it, right? Let's go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. We're going to close with this. That middle section, I know love is patient and kind. I think it is so cool to realize that Jesus Christ is love in the flesh. Jesus Christ is love perfected and expressed among us. So look, what happens if you put the word Jesus wherever you see the word love? Jesus is patient and kind. Jesus is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. Jesus does not demand his own way. He is not here. I mean, it's just really, really powerful. Now, here's the bigger challenge. What about putting your name in there? Glenn is patient and kind. Well, there's a problem right there, right? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I wish, right? And you're like, I wish too. I mean, you could go through the whole thing. Now, here's the deal. God wants us to look like that. By the power of his Holy Spirit, he wants to do a transforming work in us. This is what I love about Christianity. It is not about better ideas, though there are better ideas in following Jesus. It is about the Spirit of God alive in me, making me a better person. Making you a better person, not by trying harder, but by trusting more. So would not it be so cool if we could put our name in there, say, you know, I am not jealous or boastful. I'm not irritable. I, re I don't rejoice about injustice. I don't give up. I don't lose faith. Wow. <laughs> Let's do it. As God helps us and God changes us, I can't wait. And it starts right here. It starts when I say, okay, all right, I'm in. Let's pray. And so, Lord, that is our prayer today. Whatever you want to do in us, we say yes. However you want to change us, we choose to cooperate. And Lord, we know right now that that isn't necessarily easy or enjoyable on, in the moment, but the result is good. And I pray that by the power of your Spirit, by the, your holy work inside us, we would become more like Jesus, more loving, and when people think about Davison Free Methodist Church, they think about loving people. Patient, kind, easy to get along with. Who never give up. Who go to the end by the grace of God. So Lord, we look forward to the thing you're going to do in us and through us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's stand and sing.